the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Colorado Issues. I'm your host, David Benzetter. Nineteen years ago, as shots rang out in Columbine High School in Littleton, our mindset as a nation changed forever. Since then, 26 more fatal school shootings, mall shootings, terror attacks, and really a whole slew of life-threatening events have carved an unsettled edge to life both here in America and abroad. Are we relegated to this life of, if not fear, certainly an apprehension, so feeling a feeling of helplessness. Joining me in studio today is Tom Johnson, founder and owner of Pinnacle Tactics. Tom, thanks for stopping it's by. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So that, that's not a very pretty picture I just painted, it's not. Is, it, is it? It's so, not, but it's very accurate. Before we delve into some solutions to those issues, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, my background is I started training at a very early age in the traditional martial arts and uh, it's kind of been a lifelong endeavor for me. Uh, it turned into more of a quest for reality, real, realistic techniques, realistic uh, strategies and principles for the real world. Um, at an early age, I learned um, what worked and what didn't work. I got in my first real altercation, my first fight, and I was already a black belt in martial arts. And the kid just beat me like a drum. And he ended up, he was a, he, he was a boxer and a wrestler. And uh, it kind of pointed out some realities about fighting and, and um, um, interaction with a, another human being in that realm. And so I got on this quest to kind of, I, I had to figure out what really worked and what really didn't work. I was just obsessed with it. And so I went through all kinds of different martial arts training and everything was leading up to what we've kind of come up with today, which is a system that it, it's based off of reality, what you're really going to run into, what you're really going to have to deal with, not just your adversary, but your mind um, how how your heart rate's going to go up and you're going to be stressed out and, and fear is going to be involved in that and, and just how the overall body-mind connection works to get you through a stressful situation like that. Um, <clears throat> so that took me to the Krav Maga training, which I, I got certified about 20 years ago in Krav Maga, which is an Israeli system, um, which is designed by the military. And as you know, in Israel, they can't afford to lose even one battle even one war. They won't have a country if they lose even one war. So it has to work. It has to be something that is no nonsense, straight to the point, get the job done. And I really appreciated that about the Krav Maga. And we've used that as a base for the system that we've come up with. Um, did a little bit of time in the military, which I'm, I'm proud to have served in the U.S. Air Force and got to see other parts of the world and, and how, how everyone else lives. It gave me some good perspective on, on security and how that um, applies to us here in America. We're pretty insulated here. However, like you said, we've had a lot of mass shootings. We've had a lot of uh, different kind of violence erupt uh, recently, and it's kind of on everyone's mind. And so our solution is is very simple, is that we, we're trying to get people not to be safe in any particular situation, but just to be safe overall, a safe lifestyle. The, the, the mindset, the behavior, the attitude, the habits that people create will keep them safe or they won't keep them safe. Well, needless to say, you're the guy I'd want with me if the proverbial – Fecal matter hit the rotating oscillator, uh, but but really, as I say that, it's it's not really correct, is it? I mean, we should be able to fend for ourselves, protect our family, our coworkers, our students. Uh, I, 
I don't want to rely on you. I no, want you to teach not. me, but t- talk to me a little bit about your philosophy on that. that. That's great. And that's exactly what our philosophy is. is, is our program is called Live Safe. And Live Safe, I mean, that speaks for itself. It's Live Safe. Your entire life, everything you do, everywhere you go, you're living safe. You are the protector. It's the protector series. Um, every, every aspect, if we do a carjacking seminar, we do an active shooter seminar, which we're doing this Saturday. Um, if we do an edged weapon, whatever we're focusing on, the idea is to make you the protector. You know, the police aren't going to be there You're not, unless you have a bodyguard, unless you've hired someone to be around you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You are kind of the first responder, so to speak. You will be there. You will make the biggest difference. You will have the most profound effect of whether or not that situation goes well for you or poorly for you. So our, our goal is to get people to have, A, first, just the right mindset that it is up to them. Their, their job is their, their responsibility is to keep themselves safe and the people around them. If everyone is a protector and you're protecting your children, your, your mother, your father, your friends around you, and they're doing the same, everyone is kind of looking out for each other. And we have this mindset of, you know, we're going to do it. We're not going to wait for the police and we're not going to wait for SWAT to come in and save us. But we have the capabilities and everybody has everything they need right now in regards to their own personal safety. You have everything you need. And our job is just to show you how to use that and what that looks like. Now, this is like a, a very big hot topic in, in the news today. And, you know, we're, we're not supposed to be a, a political show, but it's kind of hard to skirt around those issues of, you know, sure. you want to arm teachers. My wife's a teacher. I'm not going to give her a weapon. Uh, <laughs> for, come to your own conclusion as to why not. No. She's just a, she's a you know, squishy, hugging teacher that, sure, sure. you know, wouldn't, wouldn't know what to do, you know, if her life depended on it and her life would depend on it. So that's why I wouldn't want her that. But, you know, that that's a big discussion back and forth. We should arm teachers. We should, you know, no, let the teachers teach, let the security secure. You work with schools, right? Absolutely. What's the approach? Well, the approach is this, is that as far as arming teachers, you know, I'm, it would have to be a program that the teachers would have to go through for of training that is so stringent and so in-depth and so difficult that, you know, we have like Navy SEAL type numbers, you know, 100 people apply, but two people actually graduate. I don't think just handing teachers guns and saying, okay, here's your basic pistol course, have a gun in the class. Yeah, I don't think I'd have survived That's, high school with my teachers. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, just, it's the same approach we take when we do um, concealed handgun classes is you need to be trained. Having the gun means nothing if you don't have the proper training. And that doesn't mean shooting at paper targets on a square range you know, with no stress and no um, <clears throat> no pressure on you coming back the other direction. So as far as arming teachers, I'm, I'm, I think as long as the training is, is 100% like the hardest, toughest, most intense training they can get, um, having a few teachers armed would be, I mean, it would ab- absolutely be beneficial. But when we think about arming teachers, it doesn't need to be with a gun. Um, another philosophy that we have is that we teach our, our students to look for everything and anything around them that might be used as a weapon. You know, anything, you know, a pair of scissors, they have, you know, they have staplers, they have a hot cup of coffee, whatever it is. They have something around them that could be used as a weapon, i.e. you're armed at all times because you can find something that you can use as a weapon. It doesn't have to be a firearm. Yeah, there was um, some controversy about some principal that suggested uh, having bins of, uh, of river stones to pelt somebody, oh, an active oh, shooter. You know, okay. I mean, it was it was kind of made fun of in the media, but, you know, on second thought, sure. it's well, better than... It's better than nothing. nothing. Well, well, we know what doesn't work, and, then, and that's kind of what's happening now. We know the penalty for inaction. We know what happens if you have nothing. 
So, you know, something is always better than nothing. Um, you know, we, we teach um, for everybody in the room to attack the attacker, you know, without hesitation. Unload your desk, start throwing things, you know, a big hail of staplers, books, cell phones, lunch boxes, whatever it is flying at the attacker. It's going to be very hard for them to, A, get a shot off and B, focus on being effective. And now we've also kind of switched that dynamic of, <clears throat> of attacker versus uh, defender. Now we're the attacker. And, and if you attack the attacker, they've got to defend. They've got to make some sort of a defense. And they have an advantage if they have a firearm, obviously. <clears throat> but it's not something that can, can't be um, overcome. I had the former principal of Columbine High School as a guest a few weeks ago, Frank DeAngelis, who's a, just an amazing man. And one of the things that, that really struck me when we were discussing it was just this topic. He said that, you know, he, he knew those kids, Harris and Klebold. And if he was armed, and he, he confronted them, he came face-to-face with them during this massacre. And he said if he was armed, he doesn't know that he could shoot one of his own students. I mean, sure. you know, he said he would, at first he would rather reason with them, and you know, that's not going to be effective in that situation because they're not in- interested in reasoning at that point. All right, let's go, let's go back to the, the non-weapon portion of, your, sure, of yeah. your operations. Just to be clear, this is not a martial arts studio. No, it uh, is not. Explain the difference. Well, um, you know, it's not a martial arts studio in that um, martial arts, as they're traditionally taught, like traditional martial arts, they teach you a lot of good things. They teach you balance and strength and focus, and they teach you discipline, and they teach you how to persevere and goal set and things like this. But as far as realistic fighting techniques it's um there's a there's a there's a a gap between the technique and the actual fight itself so when we say we're not martial arts what we mean is we we kind of reverse engineer things we pick the scenario and decide what is the best tactic and the best um strategy to bring to bear to survive this scenario and so that may not be a certain move or a certain technique or a certain martial arts um approach it can be it can be anything. It's it's very improvised, and you have to learn to to fight through the situation because it's dynamic. It's changing all the time. It may start one way, and the entire fight changes to a different. Uh, you know, it, it just changes. It becomes something different. And if you're stuck in a rigid technique of attacker does A, I do B, then you're stuck. Because then the attacker can do anything. We don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. So, so when we say it's not martial arts, what we mean is 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 it's not it, formal. It's not formal exactly. It's yeah. it's it's, and I hate saying this because it's overused, but it's whatever works. But right. it really is. That's what we do. Well, that's what we want, isn't it? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I mean, I, I've seen so many videos on on uh, online where you know you've got a, a, a seventh Dan black belt. You know, and, he, and, and he's going up against a street fighter, and the street fighter takes him out in two or three seconds. You see it. A th- I've over seen that a thousand over, times. And, and not only have I seen that, I that was me. <laughs> I've lived that. I was the highly trained black belt, and I got absolutely owned by someone who has never taken a martial arts class in their life. And it wasn't because of lack of technique or skill or, or heart or, or power or, or any of those things. It was that I didn't, I didn't have that realistic approach to my training. And, and so that's what we, we like to do is we, we start everything with we put you in the worst situation possible and you need to fight out of it. We put you in bad spots, okay? This guy's on top of you. He's got his knee in your chest and he's punching you in the face. Here, here's how you get out. And we drill it. And we have the other person actually put their knee on your chest, boxing gloves on, and punch you in the face and you've got to get out. You have to actually learn how to do it. So I'm paying you to have somebody punch me. That in the face. Ba- absolutely, okay. basically, and sometimes so clear. And sometimes you'll be the person punching the other. Oh person. well, yeah, as long a, as there's yeah, some balance, it's there. reciprocal. Okay. You get a rotate. All right, that's that's <laughs> fair. Wow, uh, who comes to you? 
for uh, these, these lessons? Well, the great thing is we get a really wide variety. I mean, it's, it's men, women. It's young, old. I have, I have students as young as five, and I have a student as old as uh, Max is 77. And so we, we run the gamut. Um, our, our whole wish and our whole uh, uh, purpose is to train everybody. This is for everybody. Everybody needs this. And, you know, we're not trying to attack, attract the ex-Navy SEALs, the SWAT team members, the, you know, UFC fighters. They already have their training. You know, they're already that person. We're, we're, we're catering more to, the, you know, the soccer moms, the dads who work, you know, in finance and they're, they're computer guys. Um, you know, we've got, I mean, every aspect. We've got teachers. We've got everyone from every profession you can think of that comes to train with us. And, and what you're going to find when you get there is you're going to find a place where, you're going to feel comfortable because it's just people like you, you know, there's nothing to be intimidated about, but the training is the training that's going to help you. It's, it's, you, you learn to feel comfortable in that intensity and in that intense environment. Um, but we train everybody. I mean, it's, it's for, it's for anybody and everybody. And we also get um, people from various um, levels of fitness. You know, we have people who come into us and they're already in great shape. And we have people who come to us who haven't exercised in a while and they need to get back into shape. Um, That's me. So the fitness level is is um, irrelevant. You know, you push to your level. You push to your point, your breaking point. And what we found is people come there, uh, they're learning, they're, they're wanting to learn how to fight. And they're wanting to learn how to defend themselves. And as a byproduct, through the very uh, stringent and and intense physical training they also get into better shape we have some people who come just to get into shape and as a byproduct of that they actually learn how to fight and actually learn how to defend themselves so what what age group is the earliest you're going to see come in i try not to start kids any earlier than four but you know five or six is is a pretty good starting point and there's this weird uh, natural transition between four and five it doesn't seem like it's much but that's kind of the make or break it um, they can. Some people, at, some kids at four and five can really hang in there in the class and get something out of it, and some kids aren't ready. So we, we screen them, and we make sure that they're ready for the class. But as early as four years old, we, we get kids in there. And are, the, are they coming in as just as kids? Or are they coming with their families, and is it a family process? Well, well they, there are some families. that We don't mix kids and adult classes together because the, um, the curriculum and the, and the uh, material is much different. Um, but we do have a lot of, of kids who train, and then their parents come to do the conditioning class and the fight class. So I see uh, one of the classes that you offer is ladies only. Yes. So this has always been a, a, an offering out there that you see in these self-defense Absolutely, classes. Absolutely, yes. Some of them seem pretty, you know, not, not very robust. So yeah. I, I'm getting the feeling that that's not the case with, with pinnacle tactics. No. So, what, what, when we teach women, we teach them exactly the same thing we teach the men. We don't teach, okay, women, you fight this way, and men, you fight this way. What we do is we, we uh, change the scenarios. and we're, We really base our training off of the common scenarios you'll find yourself in. So, like, for you, a common scenario for you might be a mugging, um, might just be like a you know, just a fist fight or something like this, right? Um, for a woman, the the most common thing is, is sexual assault. And so the scenarios will be a lot different. You know, they're going to be maybe fighting from their back more, you know, maybe fighting from a, a little bit more of a position of disadvantage just because most guys are bigger and stronger than most girls. So we don't train them differently as far as what techniques they use, just the scenarios change. The scenarios are different because, you know, like Amy's not going to be out there getting in a fist fight at a bar. It's just not that's not going to be the context of her fight. Her fight's going to be more someone trying to control and take advantage of her. Amy being your partner. Amy being my partner. Yes, yeah, she's standing right over here. 
Hi, Amy. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, um, so we we train them differently in in like the scenario that they're going to encounter, but not in the physical techniques. We teach them the same strikes, the same tactics. Uh, everything's the same. So, I mean, and I'm looking at your your list of subjects taught. One that really uh, struck me is because I'm I'm kind of there right now in my family. So it's it's help. My baby is going away to college. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I have two daughters, so I have different motives for why they, you know, should be defending themselves. But, sure. So, so tell me a little bit about that. Well, it's a scary time for parents, and it's an exciting time for the kids because they get a, you know, they're going out on their own, they're branching out. You know, they got this, these new freedoms. They're going to be away from home maybe for the first time ever, and they've lived this life where, you know, whether they know it or not, their parents were protecting them. Their parents were looking out for them and keeping them safe. and Darn straight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, the kid may not recognize that and realize that. And so when they go off to college, there's not that person there who's 100% focused on keeping them safe and looking out for their best interests. Our training tries to help transfer that to the child. So when they go off to college, they're thinking of their safety and they're thinking of the things they need to do to make the right decisions. And it's physical. I mean, we're teaching them, obviously – um, defense, you know, self-defense and how, and how to fight. But we're also teaching them how to make good decisions and look out for their friends. You know, that whole protector mindset is really big in all of our programs, you know, that they're going to look out for their, their friends and maybe help their friends who are also in the same situation. You know, they're away from home for the first time as well, and they may be making bad decisions. I want to touch on that subject because I've seen self-defense classes taught, and I've seen the result in the in the real life application not be very good sure you know it's one thing to learn all of these techniques but it's something else altogether to implement them when you need to without the whole deer in the headlights freeze up so how do you overcome that uh, that's a great question the way we overcome that is 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 through the drills that we do when i say the scenario training I'll, let me give you an example you're at the atm and you feel something poke you in the back and you turn and there's someone behind you with a gun in your back saying give me your money okay just like a mugging right so you can learn the move, how to turn and get off the line of fire and control the gun and beat the gunman and take the gun. You can learn the movement very easily. Right? But what you can't learn is what's going to happen with your heart rate going up you know, from 80 beats per minute to 180 beats per minute. The, fe- the fear, the terror that you're going to feel, that stress, all those things are going to kind of come into play at that point. So when we do the drills and the training, once you learn the technique is we add the stress. We add the physicality. We add, you know, in the class, there's a chance that you're going to get bumped and bruised up a little bit. There's a chance that you're going to, you know, that you're going to, you're going to feel the same kind of feeling of that fear and that intensity when this actually happens. That's the, that's the battle you have to win. That's what we're on the war path kind of to, to defeat is, is that fear and that, um, that hesitation because it's a scenario that you haven't faced before. If you've done that over and over and over again in class with pressure, with stress, at full speed, at full power, if and when the time comes, you're more likely to go ahead and do an appropriate response instead of freezing and wonder, okay, what do I do from here? Let's move on to the seasoned citizens. I love that. Mm, uh, yes. I like that but much better seasoned. than seniors. Yeah, not they're senior seasons. They're yes. definitely seasoned. In, the, in that classroom, it, I mean, that's also a, probably a challenge because you've got a variety of physical 
limitations sure. coming at you. So tell me how that goes. Well, the, the way it goes, like, I'll give you an example of Max. Now, Max is one of my students. He's 77, and he's been very physically active his whole life. He's in great shape. I mean, you look at this guy, and you, you're you just in awe that he's only that he's 77. You mentioned so I'm yeah. assuming don't mess with Max. Yeah, don't mess with Max. <clears throat> and okay. uh, so, you know, so he's he's kind of an outlier in that he's he doesn't really have any physical – anything holding him back physically you know when you're 77 i mean obviously you've got a lot of miles and your body can start breaking down a little bit so what we do is we 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 find a kind of a baseline of of what the person can do what are their physical limitations most importantly what do they bring to the table what can they still do and we base everything off of that a really good example was um amy's dad um, and he's he's got a chair that he sits in. He was thinking about what do I do if you know I can't get up out of my chair. So we we taught him how to use the chair and use contact with his arms on the person's lapel to pull them down close to him. And we taught him some chokes, how to choke someone unconscious with the lapels of their own shirt. Learning that technique and giving him that you know, something he could do from that seated position, knowing that he can't spring up out of that chair and fight. And uh, you know his cane and he's got all these other things available to him. How does he use that instead of saying I can't do this? This is what I have. How do I make this work the most effectively for me? In a, in a sort of a general sort of way, you, know, you have all these different classes. How do you determine as an individual what's the right, you know, because there's several different entry points here. I'm seeing family. Yeah. I'm seeing gun defense. I mean, is, is it done as a series or is it just your particular need? It is. It's a, well, we call it the protector series. So um, the idea is that we would like everybody to be exposed to all of these because this is kind of a rough outline of pretty much anything and everything you could be hit with is covered in these seminars and these in this protector series but you can cater it you know we've had people come to us after a carjacking i got carjacked in my driveway so they came to us specifically for i need i, I want to know what to do for carjacking so we give them ideas and we we do the training for carjacking but as a byproduct they learn all the other stuff too you know that branches off into other things and they understand that the carjacking was just one event and that's just one thing but if we want to live safe again that's our whole motto is that we want people to live safe it doesn't matter if it's a carjacking or an active shooter you either live safe or you don't you either have a, a safe mindset and a you know you're proactive about your personal security or you're not people can pick you know all a cart go down the list you know as as needed <clears throat> but what we recommend is that people go through each program and go through the entire protector series it seems pretty robust as well we've got of, a lot of material what kind of cost are we talking about to do this well you know what what we typically do is is for for large groups like we're going to be doing an active shooter seminar um tomorrow at Colorado athletic club like we we offer a free demonstration and and we do that because we really want to get people exposed to the material and we want this information to everybody if you decide you're going to choose a program, you know, you decide you want to come through the, let's say you choose the, you want to get your permit and you want to get your concealed handgun permit. That's one of our programs. <clears throat> That's $200 for a four-hour program. I'm an NRA certified instructor. Our program is not the NRA program. It's our program. Uh, so fear management. Now, we talked about that sort of in a, in a roundabout way, but let's, let's delve into that just a little sure. bit more because I think that, uh, just thinking for myself, training me all day long, but practical applications. So. Sure. Well, well, fear, I, I always tell people this, that fear is going to be there no matter what. And fear can be your best friend or fear can be your worst enemy. And that is entirely up to you. If you have a task or an action or a plan that can take the place of now that fear is a, it's a fuel. It can be used as a catalyst. It can get you going faster. It can make you move with purpose. It can make you stronger. Um, it, it can make you more motivated to succeed because that, like I said, it's like a fuel. And if you don't have a plan, action 
if you don't have a plan, if you don't have an action or a task, and all you have is the fear, which is going to be there no matter what. Anyone, any law enforcement, soldier, fighter who says they're not scared, they're lying to you or they're a sociopath, one of the two. All right. <clears throat> but that fear is definitely going to be there. And so if you don't have that task, that fear, it just escalates. It just consumes everything. It's like a fire. It just grows and grows and grows. And that fear slowly turns into terror and panic. So the solution to fear is accepting it, saying, okay, it's there. Is it going to be my friend or is it going to be my enemy? And it's my friend because I have a plan. I have something to go to, a task to go to, so that that fear can't just swallow me. So use that adrenaline in the right direction. Absolutely. Because it's going to be there. And, you know, I've had personal experiences with fear. I used to ride bulls, and I've made it from the middle of the arena to the fence faster than I ever could have ran without a bull chasing me. You know, that fear. Oh, flying off <laughs> yeah. the bull. Yeah, coming okay. off the bull and then having the bull uh, trying yeah. to get a hold of you. You know, you get from the middle to the arena to the fence pretty quick. And that's fear. quick. Yeah, because I had a task. My task was get to the fence. Right. Right? Well, I'm from Texas. Yeah, and so I, you understand we we had to do about. it once in, when I played high school football. And the bull and I had an understanding. He didn't want me on his back. And I didn't want to be on his back. <laughs> so we worked it out pretty it quickly. Symbiotic Maybe two or three seconds, I was off his back. Oh, good. Yeah. But that's how we answer fear. I mean, it's, it's going to be there. You can't not be scared. What they say courage is, is courage is not the absence of fear, but the fear is there, but you do it anyway. Tell me how to get in contact with you, how people can sign up for these courses. Uh, your, tell me about your website. Okay, yeah, great. The, the best thing to do is um, uh, got, we got our website. Uh, it's going to be launching here very, very soon. And the website address is www.livesafewithpinnacletactics.com. Right? Yeah, we just got our new business tactics. cards. Yeah, it's www.livesafewithpinnacletactics.com. And that's our website. Um, you can also go to info at pinnacletactics.com, and that's um, you can email us there. And then uh, if you want to get a hold of us, our admin number is 303-587-6921. And if you have any instructor questions, like for me or any kind of training questions, it's 720-276-9627. Great. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Thank you for having us. It was an honor. Oh, my pleasure. For Colorado Issues, I'm David Van Zetter.